Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. Happy Thursday if you're listening to this on the day of release. Let's get right into this episode. What's new with me? This past weekend was Weekend. It was very fun, very hectic. I had so much going on, but I really love weekends like that. You guys, I had so much fun this Halloween. I was an astronaut, which if you guys have been following along with my life this year, you know that that is the perfect costume because I applied to go to space this year. Even though I did not get the opportunity to go, that does not mean that I could not dress up and pretend that I was an astronaut for one night out of the year. I was obsessed with my costume, especially the helmet. It was a big hit. I loved it. It was so fun. And to be completely honest, I'm probably just going to wear that helmet around the house now and pretend to be an astronaut every single day of my life. Other than that, this weekend was also really great because one of my best friends was in town. It was so fun to have her here, show her our place. It's always a really great time when we're together. But it was extra special this time because we were together in my brand new city. So many memories made, definitely one for the books. That's really all that's new with me, just getting through the week, excited for the weekend up ahead. So let's get right into what's hot. I have two stories this week. And both are really interesting, very unique international news. Let's get right into it. First up, from Adweek, a Halloween-related story. Domino's offered free pizza to those willing to brave these historically creepy streets. Leo Burnett Lisboa turned Portugal's infamously scary streets into ordering hotspots. Adweek writes, What would you do for an extra pizza from Domino's? For the people of Portugal, getting a free pizza pie on Halloween is actually pretty easy. All they had to do was place their orders from one of the country's most reputably frightening streets. With creative assistance from agency Leo Burnett Lisboa and Flesh 512, the pizza chain turned Portugal's historically scary locations into opportunities to score more pizza by challenging its customers to experience them for themselves. The campaign's leading spot focused on various qualifying locations dark, narrow roads shrouded in thick clusters of trees and or tall buildings. Steve Colmer, who is ECD at Leo Burnett's Lisboa, told Adweek, Portugal's architecture and narrow streets were the perfect setup for this campaign. Some of the streets are actually famous for being spooky. Others are just spooky at night. This atmosphere helped us create this thriller story feeling, immersing people and blending Halloween into our streets. Of course, these streets are less terrifying by day, where they return to their everyday walkways and alleys, but their nighttime reputations add a certain spirit that brands can only believably repurpose this time of year. Colmar said, Halloween is the one night of the year where fear is actually fun. Domino's brand has this playful DNA, and we couldn't miss the opportunity to join the conversation. Adweek also adds that this frightful stunt isn't just a way to install fear into the brand's consumer base. By meeting consumers at these somewhat offbeat locations, Domino's is flexing its steady expansion in Portugal. Rafael Ribeiro, who is the brand and social comms coordinator, said, At Domino's Pizza Portugal, we find ourselves in a crucial moment of our expansion strategy in the country, currently with 41 stores. And we believe that it's campaigns like this that help us to differentiate ourselves in such a competitive market. Ribeiro further says, After a pandemic phase in which consumer behavior changed, we are focused on maintaining our expansion strategy and continuing to say, we are here, with disruptive campaigns and with a clear goal, to become number one in Portugal, aligning ourselves with the brand worldwide. 
very cool story. You guys know I love stories about advertising, about what these brands are doing in the market. These huge brands too, right? Domino's is huge in the U.S., but I also think it's incredibly interesting to look at how they're doing advertising for these big companies in other countries such as Portugal, where they have 41 stores currently. How they're expanding, how they're doing it in really unique ways, very topical ways. I think this is such a cool different thing that they did. I think I'd be a little bit terrified to order from some of the spookiest places in Portugal. I'm very scared by nature, so I actually don't love the spooky aspect of Halloween. I kind of just like the fall vibes of it all. But for those that do love the spooky aspect, I hope that people participated. I hope that they got their free pizza. Such a cool thing to do for a holiday like Halloween. Next up for what's hot, moving from Portugal to London, we have some news on Oxford Street. According to The Guardian, IKEA replaces Topshop as furnishings become high street fashion. Guardian writes, Billy bookcases, sheepskin rugs, and meatballs are set to make their debut on Oxford Street. In a moment that marked a big shift in the retail landscape, IKEA announced last week it was taking over Topshop's former flagship store in London's most famous shopping district. The market for furnishings and home accessories has boomed as people have worked from home during the pandemic, and there is every sign that sofas and throw cushions could soon be filling the empty floor space left by the retreat of physical fashion retailers. Lucy Stainton, the commercial director at the High Street Analyst local data company, said, Fashion has been consistently retrenching from the high street for a number of years, compounded by the pandemic with people investing less in their wardrobes as we were at home for such a prolonged period. With a number of high street fashion brands rationalizing their estates either organically or through a restructuring, many units have been left vacant as a result. IKEA's move into town puts it up against H&M and Zara, which have set up specialist homeware chains, as well as more traditional outlets such as Next and John Lewis, and upstarts such as Anthropology, Arquette, and Urban Outfitters, which present shoppers with a lifestyle mix of fashion and home kit. Online specialists, including Made.com and Loaf, have also put down markers on the high street to publicize their businesses, while the DIY specialists B&Q and Homebase are testing out small stores. John Lewis tried to draw in shoppers for its new any-day low-price homewares range with pop-up standalone stores in some shopping centers and is looking for more small high street spaces. In central London, from 2023, IKEA will offer small items to take home and showcase large furniture for home delivery. The Swedish furniture group has had several attempts at shifting to the high street, some of which have run aground, but the timing could now be right. Some data put into this Guardian article, the homeware market, including furniture and accessories, is expected to grow by 9.4% this year, bouncing back from a difficult year of the pandemic, according to global data. Over the following three years, the market as a whole is expected to continue to grow by between 3% and 2.3%. Patrick O'Brien of Global Data said IKEA's shift to the high street was also driven by sustainability concerns, which are increasing on consumers' minds. The handier locations enable shoppers to get there by public transport rather than by car. Marco Amasanti, a retail analyst at market research firm Mintel, said, Shoppers still value a physical store when choosing large items such as beds and sofas, which are much harder to send back if they are not suitable. 
He said offering services such as click and collect for small items and repairs or refurbishment could also attract buyers. Another very interesting story to me, one, because Topshop was such a staple store in London. I have not ever been to London, but some of my best friends who are like family are from there, and they're the ones that first introduced me to Topshop. It's sad that the flagship store closed, but that's been in the news for a while now. What is very surprising is that Ikea is taking its place. It's kind of wild that they would be on Oxford Street, this fashion-heavy, focused place. But they're not the only ones. It seems like a lot of furniture stores are kind of trying to do the same thing. It's also interesting to me that this article mentions that one of the reasons for doing it is so that it's easier for consumers to get there on public transportation. Because while I agree that something like a bed or a sofa, you would want to try it out first, For anything else that you would still be able to purchase in store, even if it's a smaller item like chairs or a table that's not put together. I don't know if you can pick those up in this new store. I feel like that is kind of a hassle to bring back on public transportation or to walk to your home with. And I'm guessing now that it is in this central location, to drive there would probably be more of a hassle. But maybe this store really is mostly just going to be a showroom, which is kind of what it sounds like it's going to be, just so you can go test things out before you purchase online. Which it also seems like that's another kind of element, purchasing in-store online. So having an IKEA store on Oxford Street in a very high-end, fashion-forward location is going to be really interesting. I'm very curious to see how it goes. I don't know about you guys though, for so many things that I go to IKEA for, if I'm going to the store... I just want to pick it up then and there, bring it home, get it assembled, get it up and running. To me, it kind of feels like there are so many ways online where you can get a sense of what the product is before you buy it. But I don't know, because showrooms do still exist. Maybe I'm just not at the price range yet to be able to afford those kinds of things in most showrooms. But an Ikea showroom would be affordable. So we'll have to wait and see if this hits the mark. Either way, very interesting news that if successful could potentially set a new standard for home store locations. We'll stand by. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. First up on the what's good list, I have a show that I watched a couple weeks ago. I completely binged it while I was packing for the move to Chicago, and I just haven't had an opportunity to talk to you guys about it. So I wanted to make sure that I did because I personally loved this show. And I wanted to make sure to do my due diligence, recommend it to you guys, put it out there so that if you need a new show, you have one to watch. This show is Hacks. It's a comedy drama. It's on HBO Max. Here's your summary. A dark mentorship forms between Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comic, and an entitled, outcast 25-year-old comedy writer. It stars Gene Smart, Hannah Einbinder, Carl Clemens Hopkins. It's only one season so far, but it's already an Emmy award-winning TV show, you guys. It won for Outstanding Directing in a Comedy Series, Gene Smart won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, and it also won for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. It was nominated for a plethora of other awards, won other awards at other award shows, Obviously, very critically acclaimed, but more than that, it's very entertaining. Jean Smart 100% deserved the Emmy because she is amazing in that show. I love her. Her character is just 
so strong and outspoken and totally herself in an industry where she has kept rising up and set the path for so many other people to do the same. I know it's fiction, but it's just one of those shows that you can see happening in real life. And I love those kinds of shows. I definitely gravitate towards them. The relationship dynamics between the two leads is so interesting. Also, if you watch it, please look out for the manager's assistant. She's probably my favorite character, right on par with Jean Smart's character, but the assistant is just so funny. She hits the mark on all of her lines. She's hilarious. Her name is Kayla in the show. The actor is Megan Stalter. Love her. Love every time that she's on the screen. Give the show a try if you haven't already. Again, Hacks on HBO Max. Next up for what's good is an item, one that many of you probably know and love, but I have a specific one to recommend to you guys to set an ambiance feel for the fall season. This is A Candle from Anthropology. I know that everyone knows and loves Anthropology specifically for their candles, but this one that I'm recommending to you guys is not the original candle that everyone always gets that I personally am obsessed with the scent of that one too. But this is a new one for me. It's so cute, it smells amazing, and it just gives the perfect fall vibes. I feel like everyone needs this one in their home. And this candle is called the Baltic Amber. On the candle, it says Voluspa, so I believe that's the brand of it. The candle itself is so gorgeous. It's this amber color, this detailing on the candle that's embossed into the glass, a really pretty top to it with a fun design and the scent you guys oh my gosh the scent it's described as amber resin sandalwood and vanilla orchid i love this candle so much if you're a vanilla lover and also kind of like something slightly smokier but still something that feels really warm this candle is the one for you check it out at any anthropology store Again, the brand Voluspa, it's the Baltic Amber Candle. Last up for what's good, I have two songs for you guys. The first one, Better With You by Virginia to Vegas. And the second one, Lost in Amsterdam by, I'm going to try to pronounce this right, Muva, spelt M-O with an umlaut, W-E. The other artists on this are Janasu and Eskimo. Both these songs are so great, put me in such a good calming mood when I listen to them. Check them out on Typically Peachy, What's Good playlist on Spotify. Last up for this episode, to round it out, let's get into Need to Know Basis. We're talking about setting and ambiance. We are in the full swing of the fall season. Halloween is behind us, we have Thanksgiving up ahead. And in between, we have weeks to appreciate the season that we're in and set an ambiance for ourselves that's calming, that's relaxing, that's crisp, that's everything that encompasses fall to me. But more than just cultivating the fall vibes, I'm talking about the overall ambiance of your home, of your living space. How to make the place you are just the ultimate oasis. Somewhere where you just feel so comfortable and calm, and a place where you can really decompress and relax. As you guys know, I just moved into a new place, so I'm doing everything I can to cultivate that for myself, to create the perfect ambiance setting. So I'm going to let you guys know a little bit of what I'm doing to do that for myself, and maybe if you haven't done it already to your space, 
you can take some of these tips and implement them however you want to. Because guys, more than just what you put in your space, it's also so much about how you keep your space to make it feel the best that it can feel. And I'm learning that day by day. So here are some of the things that I'm doing to create the perfect ambiance. So coming right off of what's good, first thing I recommend is candles. Get candles, light candles, find scents that appeal to you so much that make the place feel so homey or encompass so much of the season that you're in. Scents are everything and they tie in so closely to memories and feelings. So if you have a scent that ties back to really positive, comforting memories, find a candle to represent that. Find scents that really put you in your most relaxed state. Another thing about candles past just a scent is that so many of them are so beautiful these days. You can put them out, it makes your space look really, really pretty, and also it gives off a really beautiful natural light. Which brings me right into my next tip, which is to let as much natural light in as possible. Open your shades, see the sun, get in that natural light. Natural light does wonders for you, I swear. Personally, it just makes me feel so much better when I can see the sun, when I can see the sky, when I can see life happening outside. I know a lot of us are working from home, which has a tendency to make us stay indoors a lot more. So even if you're not physically going outside, bringing some of that outdoors to your indoor space is really, really helpful for creating an ambiance. Another lighting tip, which is one that I talked a little bit about last week, is to not use such harsh overhead lighting, but to incorporate some softer lights into your space. That can really change your room. It can make it feel so much warmer, so much cozier. Another tip I have is to move things around. If something feels like it's in the way or it's making the space feel tighter or more compact, move it around, try it somewhere else. We initially put a lamp in our living room. We realized it works way better in the bedroom. Just tiny things like that can really change up the space and make it feel totally different in a really positive way. Another tip to increase ambiance is make sure that there's enough seating in your space. I feel like we're kind of running into this problem in our apartment. We're realizing when we have people over, we want more places that people can comfortably sit to just create a really comfortable space for everybody. So I think if you incorporate more seating areas in your space that can really help out, just make sure that it doesn't feel overly cluttered. Another thing to improve the overall ambiance, not really of the space, but just for you, this may seem like a weird one, but get slippers. Okay, hear me out. Slippers make a place feel so much cozier. I don't know what it is, but there's something so different about wearing socks in your house versus wearing slippers in your house. Slippers make it feel more like a home. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but I'm just saying this space feels so much more cozy, so much more your own when you're wearing slippers. Maybe this is a weird one, and I know it's not about the space, but I'm sticking to it. That's a piece of advice. Get some slippers if you don't have some. Another way to make your place feel like it has a great ambiance is to have snacks and drinks on hand and enough so you're not constantly running out. I'm not saying that you need to stack the pantry all the time. I'm just saying it's something that I've definitely noticed 
that if a place has snacks, it has drinks, it feels lived in, that creates a better, more welcoming ambiance. So just a small thing that you can do to make the place feel a little bit homier. Another tip, probably a pretty common one, but one that I really, really love, which is to have music on in your home. I love having music on in my home. It's something that growing up we always had in my home. And I think that's another reason why I just associate that with home, with a positive ambiance. But it's another thing that I really feel like livens up the space. Whether you're cooking, washing the dishes, making the bed, doing any mundane task, all the way to doing more substantial tasks like working from home. Having music on puts a smile to my face every single time. I can dance along, I can sing along, or it can just be in the background. No matter what, it sets the ambiance. My last tip is one that I definitely am constantly working on, that my boyfriend is constantly working on too, that so far we've done a very good job at this, but keeping your environment clean. I know that it's one that a lot of people feel like is more of a chore, cleaning your place, but to be honest guys, if you incorporate some of the other things that I mentioned before you clean, it's gonna make the experience of cleaning way, way better. If you have music on, a candle burning, really beautiful lighting. It makes the cleaning process so much more manageable and dare I say, fun sometimes. Totally get it if you do not agree with me, but all I'm saying is that if a really good song is playing and I happen to be cleaning, it does feel way more fun. And if you live with somebody, that's something that's definitely a shared task. So you can do it together and it doesn't have to feel like such a chore every time and I promise it will do wonders for an ambiance. That's all the tips that I have for you guys for setting a positive ambiance. If you have more tips, please share them with me because I am always trying to make the place feel like a home, so I will also take any advice that I can get. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a great weekend. I hope that you're able to take some nice, crisp fall walks. We're in November now. My birthday month, everyone get excited for the birthday content coming up. I have so much more to share in the upcoming weeks, so get excited for that. But until then, grab yourself a nice warm drink, light a candle, cozy up with a blanket, set the ambiance, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 